All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our new podcast episode. Like I said, we are going to talk about uh, My Hero Academia. Well, this is a thing I actually started watching two weeks ago. I binged watch basically every episode. Amazing, by the way. And then, read, and then I just read through the manga, especially the newest chapter. Now, the thing I'm going to start talking about is basically something that everybody talks about a lot. Basically, people are wondering if Dobby is a Todoroki. Now, I'm going to add fuel to this and say yes, he definitely is. While there are many, many reasons out there on Reddit and other websites, but, you know, I think the latest chapter in manga actually made a huge hint towards this. There was no reason for Endeavor to talk about his first son, or I think his second, I'm not sure, but his first son, and say that, yes, he was more powerful than I was. Now, how do we know if this relates to Dobby? Well, as you know, there are many, many people with, you know, obviously similar quirks. Todoroki, the places where he actually has scar burns, can be his... Uh, fireplaces where it comes from, like, you know, Endeavor. Um, the fact that, you know, his hair can be, you know, colored red, dyed hair red, that's not something out of the question. It has been done before, especially in the manga, it's confirmed that Kirishima's hair is actually black, but he dyes it uh, red. And, uh, of course, in that manga chapter, one of the things that really comes into play is when they say that, um, basically, um, sorry, Dobby is, uh, the sorry, the main Todoroki child who we never see, aside from Endeavor saying that he has a amazing power, that he's even more powerful than he is, they also say that he inherited Ray, or otherwise the mom, um, bad quirk, you know, bad complexion, things like that, he says. Uh, so it means that basically, yeah, he has one of the weaknesses that Ray has. And what is that weakness? The weakness in question is not actually a weakness, but a weakness for somebody with firepower. Most children in Todoroki family are um, children with ice powers, I think, as you can see from you know, two of them who actually have white hair. The sister has white and red hair, but not as much red hair as Todoroki. Todoroki is probably the only child, maybe in existence of the whole world in this world of quirks, who is exactly half and half. On the other hand, then we have this uh, child who apparently was very powerful with fire and inherited the mom's quirk a little bit. So, I think that basically, um, scientifically, it proves that if somebody has problems against um, you know, fire and stuff like that, that this, their body is weak to it, it makes sense that when they summon the power, the quirk of you know, summoning some fire, it would make sense that since they are weak to fire because of their body, it would scar them in a horrible way. So I believe that Dobby is a Todoroki child. 
the places where he has burns are places where Endeavor also has his power coming out. But since Endeavor's powers are just, you know, his powers and basically he doesn't um, get hurt by his own fire, I think Dobby does get hurt by his own power. Uh, power so those are the scars and i read somewhere that you know stapling them does help with relieving pain and keeping them keeping them in check that's one thing the other one where he says that he was more powerful than he was i believe this blue fire is more powerful as far as we know even in science uh blue fire is something that has much more heat than the normal fire. It's way more concentrated and way more um, hot than one might think. I may not be scientifically accurate completely on this, but I think, yes, that it is possible to say that this fire is more powerful. Now, why do I say this? Because Endeavor, at one point in the anime and manga, concentrates his fire so much that he kills the Nomu by burning his head up. Now, I believe that, you know, this is a cool thing. This is like showing how powerful this blue fire, at least maybe in this world, is. So, we saw Dobby basically just emitting blue fire. I'm not gonna go deep into, you know, the way he talked to uh, Shoto and all that thing, but you can clearly see that he is really powerful. He just unleashed a hell of a lot of blue flames and just walked around very easily, like, you know, there was nothing. I think that's it. His power is seriously more powerful than uh, Endeavor's. He did have a moment with Endeavor in the manga, not for long, however. And on the other hand, you know, this flaming thing, you know, the energy of it is, it is kind of more powerful, which Endeavor can't actually summon it that much. Now... I come to another thing that maybe many people have missed when talking about Dobby as a Todoroki. Well, these things in the latest chapter of the manga can be said that they're either true or not. They're, you know, basically depending, they depend on the situation. There is one thing everybody missed or glossed over. I haven't found anybody talking about this point. In the manga where basically uh, we learned that Hawks is... Working with the villains undercover, though, and he's not actually a bad guy. We see him talk with Dobby, and he says, you did this sooner than expected. And, you know, why did you do this? And then he said, well, you didn't tell me that you were bringing the number one hero. And then he said, this Nomu was way more powerful than we expected as well. And he said, well, number one hero, number one Nomu. I think he did this on purpose. Dobby was the one who released the Nomu to make some shit up and um, you know, do some things for Hawks. But I think that when he found out that Endeavor was with Hawks, and when that was the plan, he thought, all right, time to release the best Nomu that we have. Basically, he thought to himself, all right, now's the time. Let's kill my dad. And I think he got really happy until, you know, the end, where... Endeavor kind of survives, but I think that was his plan. He wanted to apparently release the other Nomus, but when he saw that Endeavor is the one right now with Hawks, so he thought to himself, all right, why not go to the max? This way I can have my revenge. This is something people glossed over really quickly. If we think that uh, our little friend Dobby 
is a Todoroki and he hates his dad in every single way, this makes sense that he releases this powerful Nomu to kick the crap out of Endeavor. And maybe he thought that Endeavor would actually survive. Maybe he thought he would die, as he would have anyway, if he didn't have anybody else helping him. But I think that, yes, I think that uh, basically... Uh, he did this on purpose because he saw that Endeavor is coming. Now, a little something, a little prediction. I think that Dobby will be revealed as a Todoroki. And when he does appear, I think it will be really, really cool to um, see what happens and uh, whether we'll see Dobby kill Endeavor. I actually think he will. This is my prediction for you guys. I think they will say that he's a Todoroki. I think that Dobby, since he's way more powerful than Endeavor, even because of Endeavor's words, and that Endeavor is probably getting a little weaker as he ages, I think Dobby will be the one to kill Endeavor, and he will not be a kind of guy who says, oh, okay, dad, I'm not gonna kill you. I think he will. I think he will see his dad, his dad will say, I'm sorry, and he would say that, for example, well, too late for that and just burn his father up completely. So I think doing this would make Shoto realize how, you know, I'm not going to say he was selfish, but he, he's thinking like, you know, uh, he's being a little bit too hard on Endeavor, and he's going to, you know, go crazy and unleash his, maybe part of his true power, mixing those ice and fire together. But of course, his rage would also make him weak, in front of somebody like uh, his brother. So that's what I think. I think that Endeavor will definitely die by Dobby. Otherwise, it would be stupid. Of course, My Hero Academia is not kind of a manga that really dwells in that much of a dark thing. Most people who go into fights survive anyway. But I think that they have to do this anyhow. Okay, that's for... Dobby Todoroki prediction. Now I'm going to talk about something that I've been really thinking hard about. Uh, ever since the show and the manga began, there's been uh, very numerous hints about a traitor. Somebody who gave uh, information to the villains and such like that. And now I'm going to actually, you know, make a big prediction about them. Like, and, you know, talk about this theory of mine, to who I think is the traitor. There's many things going around. Some people are saying it's the invisible girl. Some people are saying that, you know, it can be some other students. I say that definitely it's not one of the students. It's very obvious. Now, why would I say that? Well, before we begin by analyzing every single place, remember that... Uh, I'm going to have all the characters at first, and I'm going to eliminate them because of, you know, how, uh, how many of them were actually there in the second event and the third event. The events that I'm including is uh, the training session that they had, the second training session in the woods, and the third one where they were going to attack Chisaki and stop him. Now I will tell you why I'm including Chisaki as well. And, of course, the mall incident as well. So, four of them. So, in the first one, we had all the students. We had um, 
Mr. Aizawa, we had 13. Now, only the staff apparently knew that they were going here. So All Might knew, uh, Principal knew, and All Might was actually supposed to make an appearance. In the anime, you actually hear them say this. Like, you know, Aizawa says, where's All Might? 13 says, where's All Might? Uh, Aizawa says, where's All Might? 13 says that, you know, he's had three hours of work, so he can't come. He actually, she actually shows the number three, meaning that they know of how powerless he becomes after some time. So they both knew that All Might would have been here. And Aizawa is the first one to actually ask about All Might. And then he says, wow, how unprofessional. So I'm going to actually erase all these students from saying they're bad. I mean, Bakugo does get a pass. Uh, Todoroki obviously gets a pass. Midoriya, why the hell would, be, would he be a bad guy? I'm going to say that, you know, basically all the students are out of this. Some people would like to say that, you know, Ororaka, because of money, she would do this, she would do that. Ida would do this. I would say that, okay, let's forget about them. We have all these characters, including 13, Aizawa, and uh, everybody else who were there as sort of, you know, saying that um, they are suspects. In the second incident, most of those pro heroes aren't even there, so they're out of the question. Aizawa said that only a handful of people know now. He said that only me, Principal, and the Pussycat guys know. So, all right, that eliminates all those guys. The teacher's Vlad King may also be on the suspect list, but I'm not going to put him here because it's not that big of a character to have an impact as to say that, wow, that was a betrayal. So, next character that I'm going to you know, say of how many there were there, if you think about it, the principal is one of those characters who also knew about this. Yet, another common denominator is Aizawa. But still, hold on to your hats. The Molins, we're going to come back to it. Still, the students are those that remained. If we're going to keep the students as saying that, okay, one of them did betray them. Now we come to the fourth one, Chisaki Planning. Chisaki Planning did have somebody betraying them because they knew they were coming. Chisaki actually says that, that they are coming. And they were prepared. So again, somebody told them. So who would? Out of everybody who knew, which most were new, we had Aizawa, Midoriya, uh, Lomillion, uh, we had Oraraka, we had uh, Kaminari, and, sorry, we had Kirishima, and of course we had Asui. So the students, again, minus Lomillion. And we also have Aizawa. Now, I'm, I don't believe that Midoriya would do this. There's no way. So we erase that. Then we come to Kirishima. Is it possible Kirishima did this? I'm not sure. I'm not going to blame him at all. Not yet anyway. And especially since the backstory that we read about him and the things he does in the Chisaki thing, I'm not going to go ahead and say that you know he's a bad guy. Asui... Not even remotely possible. I mean, there can be a case like, you know, she was in the boat, nobody attacked her. So 
they knew that she was part of the operation, all right? But what about the rest of them? She got attacked in the jungle incident, and in the Chisaki one, she was fighting against those guys in every single way. So I don't think this counts. Uraraka is another character who people think she might be. I'm not eliminating her completely, but I think it's, it would be really heartbreaking, really, really heartbreaking to see that she is the traitor. But at the same time, what would she gain? I mean, aside from, you know, the money thing, I don't think there's any reason for her to do this. She might, you know, for example, she... Uh, in uh, if you're going far-fetched, you say that she tested Midoriya in the very first test where she was almost killed. But I think that she had no idea Midoriya had this kind of power. Nobody knew. So, no, that eliminates her in that regard. But saying that, you know, she did all of that as well, it's not exactly reasonable. Though I'm not, re you know, just refusing to you know, acknowledge the fact that she isn't guilty. I'm saying that maybe she is guilty, but not yet. I'm going for Mr. Aizawa. Aizawa, to me, seems to be pretty guilty. I'll be getting back to Uraraka as well. There's a reason I think she might be guilty. Aizawa may actually be very guilty. Why? First of all, All Might is very surprised that Aizawa is teaching these students anyway in the first place. Then... Aizawa does start to make some tests on the very first day. Not a bad idea as a teacher, but at the same time, I'm thinking, like, why? Why is he doing this? Like, why do you need to know how powerful each student is? And incidentally, the villains went after Bakugo, who actually showed up well in the tests anyway, especially that, you know, uh, whole, uh, what would you say, that sport festival. So I think that the first test that Aizawa got from each and one of them was kind of a, you know, to see how powerful they were. In the turn to Midoriya, he quickly finds out that Midoriya is going to break his arm. How? How did you know that? Because nobody else noticed this. I don't know if he actually has mind reading or anything, but he kind of knew and he stops Midoriya. And then he keeps him under, you know, his gaze, you know, keeping him under check, like what he's doing, what he's not doing. So that that's kind of weird. Next thing that we know is that the villains attack USJ. So he knew that they were going here. And he thought to himself that, okay, All Might's coming. He was looking for All Might. And he doesn't like All Might in many, many ways. So then what the hell? Suddenly the villains appear? So I think that Aizawa did want to make a trap for All Might, and the timing of his arrival is really, really nice. Like, you know, how the hell did you get here? Besides, the children didn't know where uh, they were going in the first place. Most of the time, they were not even telling them. So I don't think that, you know, going to USJ, they would be like, okay, let's make a portal to here. It is possible. But there's a difference. The difference is that even if they did tell them, they wouldn't be this prepared. They were prepared when they attacked USJ. Now, somebody must have told them from before. Many teachers acknowledged this. And they said that they knew it from before, not like, you know, somebody told them now. 
Now, somebody might ask, okay, Aizawa gets his ass handed to him by the villains. Sure, but who did this? Nomu. Nomu does this, and Aizawa is in close, close proximity of the villains anyway. So, I think that Aizawa went to, you know, talk to these guys, and basically, he had to make some scene to make people understand what's happening. Like, you know, for example, if he didn't get beat up by somebody like Nomu and he was close to the villains, they would be really suspicious. So he got beat up by Nomu. Maybe they went a little bit far in terms of hitting him. So I think that was part of the plan. He almost got killed, but still, it was part of the plan. So that's what happened. I think that that's what happened, that he was part of this plan. He wanted to do this. He wanted to get his ass kicked. So they would look real, that he's not part of them. Of course, they went a little bit too far anyways. So then, and I have good reasoning for this as well. Next thing comes the sport festival. Again, he has a very good chance to actually observe every single kid that's there. He knows every single one of them. He scans every single one of them. He knows a lot, actually. He is really observant. As a teacher, he should be. But at the same time, he is not just observing as a teacher, but as a strategist, maybe. So he sees Midoriya, he sees Todoroki, and Bakugo, and he's like, okay, they're doing this, they're doing that, okay, I got this. He knows a lot of information about them. Next thing that we know, our kids go to the woods. One of the only people who knew was uh, Aizawa. So if Aizawa knew, then what the hell? Like, you know, obviously they attacked, and Aizawa knew, and yet they came as well. Again. Wow. What a coincidence. One of the only guys who knew, and the children didn't have any idea, the villains came. The funny thing is, you cannot argue that the children betrayed themselves like they were traitors because the villain again knew of this thing beforehand they knew where to summon themselves they knew what to do where to go and who to even look for i mean sports festival sure they would say that yeah they were already on tv they were famous but at the same time think about it aizama would tell them like you know these kids are really good go for these guys like you know for example <laughs> Our bird guy, he, he was also captured and wanted to be taken away. Although they said that this was improvised, but they kind of knew about his powers as well. Again, sure, sport festival showed showcased that power, but at the same time, they might have known a little bit more about these powers. So they attack again. Everybody gets hurt. Aizawa doesn't. In fact, he's really absent. Like, where the hell are you, Aizawa? Contrary to many people believing Aizawa is a good guy, you don't see him anywhere during the fight of the uh, jungle's invasion. You don't see him. The only time you see him is when he takes that little kid away from the fight and just runs. Or he just says, that, okay, make a broadcast to all these guys. They can use their quirks. And I'm like, where the hell are you? 
Sure, he did do a little fighting, but he wasn't really featured. Other characters got their asses handed to him, to them, but this guy, I barely saw him. And that's not a good thing. He went just in and said, hey, you guys, stay here in the class, I'm going. So why are you going? It was weird. One of the characters that you see very rarely of them is Aizawa. So, now, the plan worked. Bakugo was captured, Aizawa got to apologize, something he would never, ever, ever, ever do. But he did, and he did in a very specific way. Next thing you know, they're saying that, okay, children, you should all come to this dormitory. We're making this for you. He's the one who has this idea. Also, he's the guy who was really, basically, eager for this dormitory thing to happen. He went to each parent's house to convince them. And yet, didn't they think that this is a horrible idea? The idea that all the children are in the same place should be scary as hell. Because imagine, if somebody wanted to attack, they're all in the same place. Who would protect them? But again, we're like, well, no, Aizawa was a good guy. What if he actually isn't? He brought them all under the same roof. Very easy targeting. Very easy. So, I think he did that on purpose to bring them all into the dormitory. Next thing you know, the kids are getting attacked in the mall. Midoriya comes face to face with Shigaraki. But why? Who did this? There are many reasons and ways to explain this. Like I said, the mall thing, Uraka just ran away and... She came back, so many people can say that, yes, she's, she's of course guilty. But think about it. Uraka is not actually it, but if Aizawa is, people are asking, okay, how did he know? Well, they did have a small robot in everywhere, which they would report the situation to. This was hinted at. You actually see a robot calling Aizawa and saying that these two kids are duking it out at one of our test sites. So you think that he doesn't have a robot or a camera that tells him about these things? Or a student spilling these things to them? I don't know who, but there are some characters who are suspect. For example, the French kid, I think he's really suspect, especially the way he looked at Midoriya one time. It was, you know, somehow said that, no, it was okay, he was taking care of him. But think about it, why did he have to get close to Midori all of a sudden? I'm thinking that probably he's one of those guys who went and told Aizawa about the mall thing. It is possible. Like, you know, because he keeps saying that I'm worthless and stuff like that, he might have said that. Next thing that is really suspect is that maybe even Ida told him. Ida is a goody two-shoes, so he might go and tell Mr. Aizawa that, hey, we're going to the mall. Or, even worse, even a better idea, but even worse, is that even if all these guys want to go together somewhere, there's no way the school would let them, because they'd be a target anyway. So they have to tell them that we are going to the mall. Aizawa comes into play again. He should know. Then, next thing, of course, the uh, test comes. Everybody's doing something and they're all good, good and all, and everything like that. Nothing's bad happening. Everybody gets their 
you know, provisional test done except for Todoroki and Bakugo. But again, he has all of them under surveillance. He thought that this is not a good place to actually call the League of Villains. He just observed them. Now we come to the icing. The Chisaki incident. Again, they knew they were being attacked. And at the time, two of the villains from League of Villains went to Chisaki to tell him about the attack and offering to help. Air quote. Who would tell them? The only person who, again, was in all of these incidents, aside from the students, is Aizawa. And I love that, uh, basically, Sir Nyingel just, you know, said that, you know, they asked Aizawa to come because of, you know, we have some questions for you regarding this thing that erases squirks. And I was like, okay, so, they know, they might know, he's like, I invited you, Aizawa, because they could have just asked him over the phone. He's right. They could have just simply asked him over the phone, hey, dude, do you know about this? And he would be no. They'd say, okay, goodbye. But they invited him. There was a reason for this. They knew something is up. They wanted to see if it does pan out, and it did. Aizawa might care for these children, maybe a little bit, but he's a bad guy. He went on and said, don't do anything stupid. So he's being kind of kind. Good guy, but he's not. He doesn't care that much. Now, God, this is getting exciting. Think about it this way. They get, they get to attack. Again, Aizawa is doing nothing, even though there's a lot of shit that he could have done, especially with his powers. He doesn't. And yet somehow we are supposed to believe that he's a good guy? He's one of the guys who doesn't do anything, even though he has the power to do many things. By erasing the quirk, he's useful. But then, think about it. Why doesn't Aizawa use his powers in the first place anyway? They said that, uh, that this erasing quirks thing is something taken from Eri. Alright, I'm inclined to believe it until some point. We'll see that, okay, they use her power to take you back to a time where your quirk will be erased. But that's, that's not how this quirk is supposed to work. What kind of a bullet can do that? Even if you take that power, it takes time for Eri to do something like that. It's not that easy. But then again, remind me, what if they actually have someone who can erase quirks temporarily, but mix it with a quirk that Rewinds time even a tiny bit. How much of a bastard would that kind of weapon be? They get the er quirk erased, then the time keeps going back. So the quirk never comes back. Aizawa dodged the question by saying that I disabled this alpha, whatever it is, in your genes that makes you unable to use the quirks, but the other way, the quirk just gets erased kind of convenient since we don't get to see it in action to compare i think one of the best ways they could have compared was you know bring one of those guys whose quirk is actually physical you can see it in their body then say okay put this bullet let's see if it actually erases the quirk completely like he turns into a normal person but they don't they just have to take his word and i think that's bullshit 
he dodged the question very nicely. He did answer the question, but in a way that there was no proof whatsoever. And I'm sure that the sir would have analyzed him to make sure if he's a bad guy or not. And I'm sure even if he thought, if he understood that, he would analyze it and tell somebody before his untimely death. Aizawa is not a good guy. I think Aizawa is a traitor in every sense of the word. Now, this is something that might even sting more. He's the one taking care of Eri. He's spending most of his time with Eri. I think this is scary. That was a rhyme. It's scary because he's taking care of the child that is the key to that erasing quirk thing again. And if he can't use his quirk that much, it's because they took a lot of blood from him or whatever. And of course, he can't use his quirk just as much. Kind of again convenient. But nobody knows. So I think that in the future episodes of the manga, we are actually going to see this guy just, you know, unable to use his quirk completely. And then, you know, he steals Eri to use her. And Eri again is going to be traumatized. But he's going to do it anyway. I'm sure this will come back for full circle. He will kidnap Eri or use Eri in some way. And it just seems really scary. Aizawa is their teacher. He's the person these kids trust the most. And imagine that they basically hear that the teacher is the traitor. UA will be closed permanently. It would be a dark turn of events. I know, I have a dark mind. It's not the first time I've done something like this. But I think this is what happens. That UA will get closed down. And there are many signs that this can happen. I mean, every single time somebody's, something's happening, they keep saying that, okay, UA might get closed. I think it will happen. And it's thanks to Aizawa. Aizawa will be the villain. The school would get closed. And the children are in a very bad you know, situation. They may actually have to go to other schools. UA will get closed down. Aizawa is the traitor, in my opinion. And he's a great actor. While he's completely, you know, normal looking in every way, like, you know, he's just just looking really tired and all that. But why would you be tired? His quirk, as terrible as it might be on his eyes, it's not something that makes him tired. But couple that with... Uh, analyzing and you know, mixing Eri-chan's blood and his blood doing experiments, then yes, he would definitely be tired. This would be a big stab, backstab to every single fan out there, but I think it's true. Aizawa is the traitor. Terrible thing to say. Terrible. But I think it's true. Anyways, thank you for joining us. Thank you for all of this. Uh, I hope you liked it. If you have any idea regarding this theory of mine, do tell. And if you have any theories about who the hell is the traitor, tell again. So, until the next episode, see you guys.